how to persevere and be encouraged in the local church during anxious times. On episode number two of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. Said in painful moments, we ought to trust God. In difficult moments, we should seek God. But every moment, we should thank God. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, and it is my pleasure and privilege to host the Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius Trimble. He has a mission to bring an encouraged word to the world that is discouraged. Today, we're going to be talking about encouragement in the local church. Bishop Trimble, welcome to Be Encouraged with Bishop Trimble. Hey, thank you, my friend, Brad. It's good to be with you as we are stepping into uh, the second month of of, uh, 2022. God is able to keep us, uh, and we've got to help keep care of each other. Well, that is an awesome uh, way for us to get started here today, Bishop. And the whole theme of your podcast is to help people to be encouraged. And as we embark, especially the first few episodes, this is episode number two, which is awesome. We made it through number one and now episode number two. Would you just remind us again about your mission statement that you have, which is kind of the foundation of what we're doing here on the Be Encouraged podcast? Yeah, thank you, Brad. This has been uh, my mission statement for some years now, and it's just uh, blooming like a flower. Uh, My mission statement is to encourage all people with the love of Jesus Christ, to rise to their highest potential. And often uh, people just hear me say, be encouraged, which is something that I I try to share in in the church and outside of the church as I engage people in relationships and as I engage people just in their day-to-day lives. Absolutely, because it is... There's a lot of encouragement that needs to be done, particularly in some of the areas that you have an interest in. And you have an interest in lots of areas of life. Uh, We'll be talking about those throughout the course of our weekly conversations here on the Be Encouraged podcast. And we talk about lots of things, but really you are a bishop of the church, of the United Methodist Church. And therefore, you have a responsibility to the church, both the church in terms of the connectional denominational system, but particularly to the local churches in Indiana, where you particularly serve, but all uh, everywhere. So let's, uh, our conversation today is going to be about the church, particularly the local church, and particularly how the local church is 
kind of taken some hits, especially the last couple of years. It's a, there are churches that are struggling. There are churches that are closing and there is a lot of pressure on churches with the pandemic and all the other issues that go in life politically, socially, uh, uh, the culturally, all kinds of things. Let's talk about the church a little bit. Um, I know what some things say about this, but I'm really interested, Bishop, in what how you define church. Church is, uh, is the people of God. When we gather and when we are scattered, church, we often think of church as the worshiping congregation or the gathering of people who are followers of Jesus Christ. And that is true. Uh, but we are the people of God when we are gathered. We are the people of God when we are scattered. Uh, the church is also, from a biblical standpoint, the body of Christ, a theological standpoint. We are the body of Christ. We are the living expression of Jesus Christ in the world. Those of us who, who profess to be Christians or followers of Christ and participate in local congregations We've, we have a community of faith. Often people refer to church as their, their place, their community of faith. Their community of faith. And so that's kind of describes what it is. My next question to you is, what is the church for and what's our purpose right now, particularly in our context today? I think our, our purpose is to be an instrument of God's grace, to be, to be love in real time with real people who have real problems, who have real hopes and aspirations. We are... We are we, we, we don't save people, but we introduce people to the Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, I, 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 I like the image of the church as an instrument of God's grace. God is using we who are in the church for, to, to carry out God's will that everyone might live with hope and have opportunity for, for life eternal. And that's very well said and very much kind of along the line of what we understand definition-wise and what we are to do. And, and yet the church is a part of our world, and our world has taken some lumps the last uh, few years, and, and churches are involved with what's going on in the world. And just kind of give me your take, Bishop, on the state of the local church. How how healthy is it? How's it doing amidst the pandemic, other things? You're out there, you're visiting local churches, you're part of the life, and you have connections all over the place. What's your, what's your uh, view of the state of the church? Church has been battered. I think you may have mentioned that in early in the in, in the podcast, the church has been battered. I would say it's not tattered, though. It has been battered. We've obviously faced these last two years, going on past two years now, Brad, uh, something we, we we never faced before, that church is actually closing, not because of a tornado or a hurricane or a flood, but closing because of a global pandemic, closing from the sense of not being able to gather on a regular basis. Many of our ministries have been disrupted. So the church has, has been battered uh, like the society has as well. And one of the challenges has been this whole notion of what uh, what I talk about is 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 resilience. The church is and has been uh, for our communities what what many refer to as endure, an enduring institution, an institution that's been around a long time and will continue to be around, an enduring institution. So it's not the church is not a fad or a fashion uh, that comes and goes. But it has been battered. It has faced some, some we've been in a storm. Yes. Uh, a long, prolonged storm, if you will, 
Uh, and the resili resilience is the capacity to withstand adversity, the ability to bounce back from difficulty, capacity to experience recovery, even though we've been in a storm that's not over yet. The yeah. church is, uh, the, the, but I've been inspired. I've been, I'm preaching this Sunday, preached the last couple of weeks. We'll be preaching uh, over the next several months in local congregations across Indiana. And in every place, Brad, every place, I've seen the, the both the hunger and the enthusiasm and the thanks, the gratitude that people have just to be back together. It's yes. not the same. Uh, I never imagined that at this, at this quarter of my ministry that I would be going to churches where we all would be wearing surgical masks. Who, I mean, who could have dreamed yeah. anything like that? Surgical masks and that we would be practicing social distancing. That almost seems uh, contradictory to church itself, social distancing. Are right. we not supposed to be coming together? So it's been a, ch it's been a challenging time. Sure. Sure. But it's also been a time of resilience where the church has proven once again, as Jesus says, that upon this rock, Peter, I have built my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the church is an enduring, lasting institution that has Holy Spirit resilience, I call it. <laughs> I want to come back to all of this, uh, as you mentioned, the uh the biblical passage there and also about resilience and, but you know, this is nothing new, is it? That the church being challenged, you know, I went, you know, talk about Paul's writings to the church at Corinth and Ephesus and, you know, and Philippi and so on. He was all about dealing with issues at the time. And Absolutely. Uh, so, so, you know, we, you know, there, there was conflicts within the church. There was persecution of the church. There was issues around uh, giving and resources. There was, issues around faith. And what are some of the lessons you mentioned one there? What do you think are some of the biblical lessons we can learn either from Paul's writings or other parts of the Bible or the work of Jesus, which can really speak into a church or a church leadership that may be feeling a little bit, okay, here, you know, we've got to keep going. We've got to persevere in the midst of all this. We're weary. Well, I think that we've got to not just start with, uh, with uh, the epistles or the, the gospel lessons, but from the very beginning, Remember that this is the church of God, the God, who, the God, who, the giving God, the God who gave his only son that that whoever believed it would not perish, but have everlasting. So this is still the church of God. Deuteronomy says, reminds us, which is a message, Brad, I really think we need today. Somebody needs to hear this today. You are not doing this alone. We're not doing church alone. It's it's not this is not an invention of of some scientists said, hey, let's come up with an institution. We are, we are doing that which has been ordained and initiated by the Creator. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8 says, The Lord God's self goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, that's repeated again in the New Testament. But this is Deuteronomy. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. God will be with you. It's hard. That's a hard message uh, uh, but we need to kind of remind ourselves, wait a minute, God has already made some promises that even when you get to a pandemic that you never even had conceived could be, God has already promised, I will be with you and will not leave you. So I don't think that it, that didn't expire when we when we uh, got to the book of Malachi. 
<laughs> or when we started Matthew. Sure. Therefore, the, the writer of Hebrews says, we got to run, run a marathon race. Yes. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles us. Let us run the race with perseverance. It's in the Bible, perseverance, the race that has been given to us. Some translations say, Brad, the race that's been handed to us or the race that's been marked out for us. So we're picking up the baton as the church in 2022 from first century church, from the beginning of God, from, from Pentecost. Yes, We're picking yes. up the mantle and running the race of faithfulness, and we're not doing it alone. We're not doing it alone. And there's obviously a lot of guidance there for us about how we do it as well. For instance, you know, talks about we're talking about to neither Jews nor Greeks or uh, folks, mm -hmm. whether it's differences or whatever, you know, within the body or uh, the pressures from outside the body. And uh, but those are real pressures there nonetheless. And real, you know, people get siloed in all kinds of ways, be mm -hmm. it uh, racially or socially, economically or politically or what have you, technologically, all kinds of things that, that are in impacts on the world. So what do you think are some of the what do you think are some practical applications for churches, you know, that are maybe uh, feeling the pressure, feeling the stress a little bit or for pastors or church leader? What are some practical ways that we can help to reconnect and reignite passion for Jesus in the church? Or what are some ways that you're seeing out there that are some good things that are happening? I think there's a resurgence in people's interest and hunger to participate in, in prayer partnerships hmm. and to participate in small group accountability uh, studies. And now, Brad, with, with Zoom calls and with telephone, smartphone technology, uh, we can stay connected uh, and take on the mantle and responsibility of all of us to become a, a choir, if you will, an army, if you will, of encouragers. So what I'm seeing is people saying, well, what is it that we can do? We know that we know we're constantly being told what we cannot do. What, what is it that we can do? Maybe we can embrace children. We've got an initiative in the Indiana Conference, United Methodist Church of Children Matter Most. Maybe we can find ways in which we can be supportive. The, the school systems are being just battered. Uh, teachers are exhausted with this in-school, out-of-school, lost time because of virtual learning. So I think uh, there are things in which we can do that we ought to do. And the main thing we ought to do is, is pick up the mantle of prayer and encouragement, individual calling, but also as a calling of the church. And what I'm hearing you also say, Bishop, is the church is the place, the um, vessel, if you will, where that can happen, where and can be very practically done and you know, intentionally mm -hmm. done, not just saying you're praying, I mean, but to actually <laughs> write a card or make a there call you go. or a, a email or a Facebook post, whatever you have, that say, hey, I am praying for you if I'm, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be accountable to you, that I'm going to check in with you you know, once a week or something, just let you know I'm here for you, whatever that would be. And that could be in some organized fashion in a small group uh, within a church, or maybe one of the beauties of technology is that even as you know, I are speaking on a podcast, I can go throughout the world. You can make connections with people, not only in your local church body, but you can make interpersonal connections with people 
who you have some affinity with, whatever. Maybe it's people like to ride bicycles. It's an opportunity, an opportunity for us to saturate the the social media platforms with spiritual encouragement. I, I see a lot on social media that it has nothing to do with lifting people up. It's, you know, we're expressing our opinions about everything from politics to pollution or or or, or we're chasing celebrities. No knock on celebrities. Uh, many celebrities are saved folks as well. Sure. But I think we could saturate social media with spiritual blessings and spiritual encouragement. Uh, we can, uh, as you mentioned, you know, my mother still still is a, a, a card writer. I have sisters and brothers um, and a spouse who... We still send notes. I still send handwritten notes. That's right. Call me old school. <laughs> but people yeah. people are receptive to knowing somebody today. In fact, somebody wants to know right now today that they are loved and they are a child of the most high God. Yeah. And I'm saying that with, with my friend Brad as we're as you're 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 interviewing me or we're having this conversation, sure. knowing somebody's somebody's always looking for a sign or waiting for a signal. And Hearing us talk about hope and talk about faith and talk about hanging in there uh, may be just that sign that somebody's been looking for. And to be intentional about it, that's that's great. I think it's also perspective, Bishop, and the church may be, be a, a place where people can get some perspective outside of the pressures that they find in their life. And I was uh, reading Hebrews uh, 12 uh, this morning. And I came across a phrase that just struck me about what our conversation here is about. It about uh, kind of talks a little bit about enduring uh, hardship and, and discipleship. But basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but talk about how you can have a mountain of fear mm-hmm. or a mountain of joy. That's come on, how you look at come it. on, come yeah, on. You can, how you can look at it. And so we got this mountain of fear that's been, you know, all around us for a couple of years now and beyond that. But I think the church is the place where we can transform that into a mountain of joy if we if we choose to. Let's go with this for kind of bring us around here, Bishop. Let's uh, your podcast, your message, as we indicated at the top here, is all about encouragement to a discouraged world. That discouraged world is that mountain of fear. What's your word of encouragement today for the church and uh, for folks who may be listening to us today, what's your encouraging word today? Well, there's a there's an old gospel song. I don't know all the words. I will have to come back to you, but it's uh, it's entitled "Lord, Don't Move This Mountain. Give Me the Strength to Climb. Uh, don't Move the Stumbling Block. Let me let me let me overcome and be an overcomer." My my hopeful word is that uh, I saw this on the wall when I was at a Catholic retreat center doing a retreat. It said in painful moments. We ought to trust God. In difficult moments, we should seek God. But every moment, we should thank God. Mm. And Brad, I like what you said about a mountain of fear or a mountain of joy, a mountain of despair or a mountain of hope. It, it was maybe Martin Luther King Jr., was it not, who said, carve out of this, the, this, this mountain of despair, a, a mountain of hope. So indeed, we need to trust God in difficult times. But in every time, we ought to start with the spirit of thanking God. Why should we be thanking God? Because God has said that we are not alone and that even though we may know suffering, suffering does produce perseverance and perseverance produces character, according to Romans, and character produces hope and hope will not disappoint us. What a great place for us to conclude our conversation here today, Bishop. How about having a prayer for the church and for others who may need a word of encouragement today? 
sure. God bless uh, everybody today. Lord God, we thank you for loving us. Uh, sometimes, as my wife would say, even when we don't act lovable. Lord, we thank you, oh God, for, for caring for us, for claiming us, for counting us worthy. Oh God, we thank you for the handprint of grace and mercy, for our sacred worth that cannot be taken away by bullies or by those who seek to define us other than anything other than a child of God. Bless us, O God, and those who are sick, we pray for healing. Those who are mourning, we pray for comfort. Those who are looking or experiencing depression and discouragement, we pray, O God, that they would be still and know that you are God and you are present. O God, we pray that the love that you have showered upon us would be so overflowing that we can't help ourselves but love others. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember, to listen next week, to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, and never forget, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it.